stuff that I never heard about even mm -hmm. 10 years ago, five years ago, like a trickle. Now it's daily, almost daily. Where parents go, oh, my kid is my three-year-old, my two-year-old, my five-year-old, took him to the optometrist classes. My question is always, do they have iPads? And they do, right? Like yeah. when they're little, I see babies in strollers holding on to phone screens Isn't that watching crazy? cartoons. That's crazy. Muscle spasm, mm. right? The thing you were talking about, like, but the, and they don't get outside to play hoops. Yeah. Like they're sitting inside, then maybe they'll play with some toys and then they're back on the screen and then they squint. And then the parents take them to the optometrist and you would not hear about five-year-olds getting glasses before all the screen stuff. Yeah. I have to tell you, this episode is one that I really didn't see coming. And when I say that, I mean that in a really good way. Our guest today on Dr. D's Social Network is Jake Steiner. And Jake has been working pretty much his whole life to end myopia. If you've worn glasses or been prescribed to wear glasses, you've had some issues with your eyes, this episode is for you. We all need to see, we wanna see. I think you're gonna be shocked by the simplicity and the lack of knowledge that we all have about this. Get ready for this one with Jake Steiner. We're here with the one and only Jake Steiner. Jake, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you doing, Dorian? I'm good. I'm good. So I don't, the viewers don't know probably that we are very far apart geographically, correct? We are so far apart. It's 8.30. I never get up at 8.30. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> are you a later person? Early? I'm a You're later person. Later yeah. person. Yeah, this is early for you. Yeah. <laughs> it is so early. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate you having me. It's all good. Yeah. Well, you know, you have a topic that I think is uh, pretty unique. I definitely don't talk about the eyes with people too much, um, but I would love to get a little bit of background on your story and how you got into what you're into. So eyesight, uh, nearsightedness, mm -hmm. short-sightedness, myopia, when you can't see anything without glasses at a distance, basically. Um, I got glasses when I was a kid, you know, like high schoolish age. Mm -hmm. And every year my parents took me to the optometrist and glasses got stronger and stronger and stronger. A story for a lot of people, really. Yeah. And then at some point in my 20s, um, my eyes were always the same. Glasses didn't get stronger for a lot of years. And then one day I went back to the optometrist because I couldn't see well at night. And they said, you need stronger glasses. Uh, and I was like, why is that now? And they said, it's genetic. And that was kind of a red flag because, hmm. right, like, how is that genetic? And then um, yeah. I did a little bit of research. It was back in the days before internet was quick and easy. And uh, I found that it's not genetic and that it's not an illness, according to science, right? Like, which is weird because the yeah. optometrist will tell you otherwise. And then uh, over the last 20 years, been working on fixing it. Interesting. Besides your own personal experience, what is it that has driven you to do this and really spend all this time on it? Um, just being stupid in general, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, first I just, um, I just did it for myself. And yeah. then um, I was super excited when it started working. Like it was, mm -hmm. 
it was, I read all the books, all this stuff people tried, not, nothing worked. Um, I kind of followed some hunches based on how the biology actually works. And then my side improved fairly dramatically over a period of time. Mm -hmm. And then I was super excited and I would go to optometrists to get weaker glasses and mm. tell them what happened. And they were so super dismissive and arrogant. Really? And yeah, yeah. The attitude was extremely negative. I got kicked out of one store and I'm not really that rude or anything. Yeah. And that made me start writing online. Like, and it was just kind of a rant. Like if you look at the website and if you go back, like it's mostly rants. Yeah. And then somehow people found that and then people started following it. And I mean, put by today, it's a pretty big community. Yeah. Um, because it works pretty well and other people figured out a bunch of other stuff. And by now, like if you want to get rid of glasses, it's pretty easy to do, but it mostly just started me being, so I retired off of that. Yeah. Um, didn't really need the money or the fame. So it just started out as a, an expression of, you know, why do we have to listen to you guys? <laughs> what, what was the kickback? It sounds like a lot of the optometrists you saw were, uh, sounds defensive about it, or they were, you know, you said dismissive, but why such a strong reaction? Um, well, and I, it took me a long time because um, my parents are both MDs and, and my dad loves, for example, loves statin drugs. And mm -hmm. you can't talk to him about the downside or alternatives. You just can't. Mm. All right. And, and eventually, because I'm not so much into psychology, but it seems like it's a if that's part of your reality and that's something you've been telling people for so many years and that's what you learn in school, yeah, that's what is true for you. Right. And that's what holds, it's one of the things that holds together your reality. And now right. it shows up some guy who says, I improved my eyesight where you were told in school, that's not possible. You've told a zillion people that's not possible. You don't believe it's possible. And for you to even entertain that idea would mean, really disassembling a lot of stuff that yeah. you just assumed is right. right. Yeah. It's kind of a breaking of their reality in a sense. Yeah. And they're fighting to save that reality because it's all they know. It seems like, did you ever yeah. come across anybody who actually was like, this guy has a good point about this. <laughs> yeah. Lots of people, but not initially because now, okay. I mean, for example, our Facebook group has like 20 some thousand members now. Yeah. So, pretty commonly we hear about somebody who found a supportive optometrist mm -hmm. and there's even guys like um uh, i met and and it's not entirely in the beginning like i travel a lot so yeah. in italy i met some old optometrists a couple old russian dudes who are like never wear glasses that you don't need optometrists mm. so people know it's just if you go to 10 random ones eight or nine will probably be like get out of here there's nothing mm. you can do, you know, but it's, it's most of the things I quote. And when we talk about like how this happens and all of the, the science and biology, I quote clinical peer reviewed journals that right. are optometry and ophthalmology almost exclusively. Right. So this is not a secret and this yeah. is stuff that is written for optometrists. It's just, they're selling glasses at a 5,000% markup. So it doesn't make sense to, to have that part of the, the story. Well, when it become, when the money becomes the largest part of the aspect and not actually helping people to not have to wear glasses, that becomes this dilemma, it seems like. It's like, hey, plus, you know, I'm choosing money. People, yeah. People love glasses. People love or they don't love glasses, but a lot of people <laughs> like 
the no responsibility, right? You don't get to hear this is because you're spending too much time in front of screens and yeah. books. Just close up. You don't. You're not responsible for anything, and the fix is immediate. So a lot of people right. like that, right? Well, I think it goes to a lot of things. It's like, okay, how much work is involved in this endeavor? And if it's too much work, how can I get it done quicker without doing all the work aspects? It seems like what you're saying is glasses is kind of the shortcut on some level. Yeah, it, it totally is because it's the whole thing and to, to not get crazy long into the biology. Yeah. Scholar.google.com is my favorite website for research because you're getting only the science which right. not all the science is true, but it's a good sure. starting point. If you type in pseudomyopia, P-S-E-U-D-O, myopia, you're going to get tens of thousands of search results of just studies showing that your nearsightedness is not genetic, it's a muscle spasm. Huh. So literally, yeah, like if you, don't wear, if you don't wear glasses, you never needed glasses, it's less immediate yeah. for you. But literally, in almost every case, that when you were fine when you're a baby and then you you till at an age where you started playing with screens your eyes were fine that initial they took you to the optometrist is a muscle spasm there's a lens in the eye that mm. that that changes focus based on what you look at and the closer you look at stuff the tighter that muscle gets and if you stare at a screen for hours and hours that muscle just gets stuck oh my does. goodness ladies and gentlemen you heard it here <laughs> I mean it gets stuck. I never thought about it that way. But you're saying that these are these are science articles, peer-reviewed journals, all these things, probably meta-analyses. So scientists with professionals, is it just they haven't updated their knowledge as well no, on this? this? Is, dude, this is in academia. This has been discussed for the last 50 years. Really? This is not news. It's not news. It's there's there's some there's a great article i read recently where because there's a fair amount now that there is i've always said this and i've said this 15 years ago is once they find a product that you can patent that you can sell they're going to start talking about this and now they're starting to have contact lenses that have these defocused rings in them hmm. that basically simulate the same stuff we do that help relax the muscle and help with some other stuff the axial yeah. change of the eye now they're quoting this this science that's been around for 50 years or longer, really. But until there was an incentive to do it, nobody talked about it, right? Because hmm. why would you? You go to a place that when you open the door, it's full of frames, fashion frames and two-for-one sales and all that stuff in a shopping mall, probably. Like it's not, you're not going yeah. to the hospital and you're being sold stuff. So it doesn't really make sense to say, hey, the stuff we're selling you just have a muscle spasm. You should just go outside more, you know, <laughs> just go outside more. You know, you don't need these glasses. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would fix it. You know, that's crazy. That is that simple though. I mean, yeah. And that's why, and that's another reason this is not a popular topic because mm. you can't really make money on it. Right? like all my stuff is free yeah. and in general, like it's not right. Like it's not a high priority. It's not like, yeah weight or pain or other stuff you just pop in contact lenses you put on glasses you're good yeah so is there still some level i mean you have this big support group and everything but is there still some level from optometrists who are like hey you got to stop doing this like this is like you know you ever get that if so, like... so it's a hundred billion dollar a year industry oh my gosh right 
It's, what? I, I, I own Lenstock. I have made a ton of money over yeah. the last decade on Lenstock. Um, $100 billion a year. Glasses cost wholesale, the lenses in glasses, 2 to $5. Right? Like people pay hundreds of dollars That's for crazy. Lenstock. Yeah, so I don't make a lot of noise. Like I've been asked to be interviewed on like big mainstream stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't do it because how long am I going to last in yeah. that sense? Right. Like I just, we chat and that's it. So yeah. I know when to shut up. Like I, I'm not pushing this hard. And so the, the big time is leaving me alone. And on mm-hmm. the smaller level, optometrists have figured out that, that being unkind to us doesn't work anymore because the community is so big. Right? Yeah. Like five years ago, I'd still get a lot of crap. But today it's like somebody somebody posts something and now all of a sudden you got, you know, 800 comments on your post from people that like this stuff. And then, you know, it happens every once in a while. They just delete it. Right, right. It's kind of like the group is so big, they kind of swallow the dissenter. Or someone, yeah. right? <laughs> so we're in you a good know. spot right now. But the, the problem is we can't really, I can't go mainstream with it. Mm. Right? Like I can't do really big shows and stuff because I personally... I'm just not, I don't feel that confident that we'd survive that. When you say survive, like you, you would be attacked by larger organizations, things like that, or just like. For sure. Right. And they got lawyers and right. they just, they just pay all the time. And then there's hundreds of thousands of optometrists whose, whose livelihood depends on this. Yeah. All of a sudden there'd be a lot of people who, who have a commercial interest would not be happy yeah. that every day people come in the office going, really, these things make my eyes worse. <laughs> glasses, glasses literally make your eyes worse. Talk about that because I don't, I'm not sure I've heard that angle on this about that. So what happens to most people, like audience of yours that listens, that wears glasses, for sure, they didn't get the first pair of glasses and that was the end of the story. Hmm. You get one pair and the next year you get a stronger pair. The next yeah. year you get a stronger pair right and what happens the short version go to scholar.google.com and type in lens induced myopia mm. i'm saying this because it's otherwise i'm a dude on the internet and it sounds like a <laughs> conspiracy thing yeah, right? yeah like lens induced myopia and google scholar now you're getting tens of thousands of search results of clinical science of peer-reviewed studies that explain that so your eyeball is like a fluid filled ball right like and it's it, it's never perfectly round, but it needs to be because right. there's a lens in the front and the retina in the back where the light focuses. This, so this ball is constantly in a state of adjusting its shape. Like the eyeball has a built-in mechanism to control its own length, axial length, it's called. It's kind of cool. And so what happens is it does that based on monitoring where the light hits the retina in the back of the eye. And if it doesn't quite focus on the retina, the eyeball shortens. And if it, some of it focuses behind the retina, the eyeball elongates. And it continually does this shortening, elongating dance, basically. When you put glasses in front of your eyes, they compensate for that muscle spasm. And what they do is they move the light further back in the eye. So now the eye goes, whoa, crap, I'm too short. And it elongates because of the lens. Right. It's something called hyperopic to focus for people who want to look that up. So once you start wearing the lens, some of the light hits behind the retina, the eyeball adjusts in length, it gets longer. And longer means that now the light really doesn't focus on the retina anymore. So now you need even stronger glasses. And this mm. just keeps repeating in a about yearly cycle for people 
recurring revenue to the optometrist. And right. eventually you end up, I was at minus five, right? With that wow. process. It's actually, this is pretty staggering because it's essentially saying that there's a fix for your eyes and it doesn't cost any money. But on the other hand, this will cost the professionals money and their livelihood and some level. And so it sounds like the professionals who are against it are sent. Now, by the way, do they know this or they don't, are they willfully ignoring it essentially? Because if it's in peer review journals, it's like either they're not updating their information or they're literally like, this is bad for my business. You know? It's, it's really, it, it's a wide range of people. Okay. Right? Like the MD story of my parents, my mom, a, a pediatrician hates pills, will not prescribe. Okay medication unless it's extremely necessary yeah. my dad on the other hand loves pills he's like this is the answer for everything and like it was funny growing up because yeah, right like married yeah. couple and they're so different sure and i growing up i had like my mom wouldn't allow frozen food of any kind right mm. like she was really like food has to be fresh yeah it can't be processed she had this attitude so i think with optometry it's the same thing you'll meet people who know this stuff and who are extremely careful about how strong the glasses are that they give you and they, they let you know, hey, be careful about this stuff. And then there's others who are just, it's about seat time, right? Like how long that guy spends in the seat to get the glasses, so-called prescription, get them in those things, get them out of there, get the next one. So it's some people know and they will tell you and some people, what you say, willfully ignore quite possibly. Mm -hmm. They're not taught a lot of this apparently. Why not? And Dude, I don't know because it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't serve the agenda. There's a, a friend of mine, for example, and this is not the only one who is an optometrist in Hong Kong uh -huh. who, who figured this out long before me, right? And he had his own way to do it, doing it. And he advertised. He was like, bring your kids. We'll fix that stuff. Or at least we'll prevent them from needing glasses. And he was pretty successful. He still practices today. And uh, he was too successful. Uh, some of his peers didn't like it. They reported him to the optometry board and the optometry board says, we're taking your license. Wow. For saying stuff that he is like, Hey man, this is, I'm, you know, clinical science. I'm yeah. not making this up, but they were like, you retain your license, right? Like they are, that's it. Like there's no debate with them Yeah. and you're never practicing again. Like that was the, again, the dude's still, still there. And he's only still there because he agreed to never talk about it again. Wow. Right. If you go in his office, wink, nudge, and you go, hey, I need glasses just for computer use. Yeah. He'll make them for you, but he can't promote it. You know? Wow. So tell me a little bit about some of the stories that you're getting in this online community, pretty large community. Uh, I mean, it's, it has to be gratifying to you to like read everything that people are, are saying about how this has affected them. That's weird to be totally honest because I'm not, you know, I'm not the saint guy. I'm not trying to save the world. Yeah. Like it was rants. Like I really just did this because it pissed me off that yeah. I went to optometrist who said, you're not a doctor. Get out of here. Mm. Um, that it turned from that into it helps people. And I made some great friends. I've met people. Um, it is awesome. It's also kind of weird because if, if, if anybody who reads the site and the blog goes, this guy is just just ranting and sarcasm and inside yeah. jokes. So it's kind of a weird intersection of mm. that was not what I planned, but it's kind of cool. 
Yeah. How did it like initially, when did you know it was really starting to take off? Um, I'm not sure, man. I yeah. was kind of, uh, because I like made the YouTube channel and for a long time it had like a few hundred subscribers. Yeah. Right. And then the Facebook group was sort of an experiment. We have a forum that's really big too. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, slowly you just see the numbers kind of grow and you yeah. never really, right. Like, just a little bigger a little bigger and it still feels now it feels tiny compared to <laughs> like podcasts around and stuff that are sure. you know, that have hundreds of thousands and stuff right. all that but it's a powerful community i mean 20,000 people is is a lot of people and if they're regularly commenting on this and encouraging a sound they're probably encouraging other people i would imagine and it becomes this kind of tribal good thing in a sense it seems like yeah, and actually, the Facebook, the, our forum's bigger than the Facebook group. Yeah. Um, and then the website stats are pretty huge. And yeah. fairly regularly, also, I hear now from people saying they went to the optometrist to ask for lower adopter glasses, and the optometrist already knew about us. So that's huh. not all the time, but it's pretty regular. Like once or twice a month, I get one of those where the optometrist rolled their eyes and went, oh, God, <laughs> they rolled their eyes. <laughs> They weren't happy, clearly, mm -hmm. <laughs> about that. But actually, they should be because we sell a lot of glasses. Because if you do this, <laughs> every three to four months, you buy new glasses, weaker yeah. glasses, right? And two going the opposite way, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they should be happy. We're making money. Yeah, I, I mean, it may be eventually it's leading to no glasses, but there are some sales of glasses occurring here. For sure, because they need two pairs, right? Like one for yeah. computer distance and one for regular distance. And then every three, four months, you're buying two new pairs of glasses. Yeah. And that for kids, like plus lenses, so you, they don't get myopia in the first place. And you yeah. still buy, I don't know, they still get stuff. Yeah. So is there like a story that really resonates with you from all the people that have 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 done this or maybe have communicated with you like hey i went from like really really terrible eyesight to like no glasses or some story that was really that really pulled you that happens a lot because oh, okay that happens regularly actually there's one one that i'm thinking of that there, there was a parent with kids who had like minus six or something mm -hmm. and it just happened like overnight not literally overnight but in an extremely short period yeah. of time that the child's eyesight just got really bad big muscle spasm apparently. yeah and they came to the forum and um people told them don't buy glasses try this all this stuff first before you do and um in in a matter of a week that minus six went away and the kid had totally fine vision again and that's an outlier that's not yeah that yeah to everyone but it was kind of amazing to go because i've got kids to go from a future that your your child's whole life is going to be in glasses to it was just a blip on the radar and now we're back yeah. to normal. That's kind of nice. I mean, and also in a cool. bigger sense, like we're living a weird time, man. Like, totally true. This, right? <laughs> totally like, true. The internet screen addiction thing that didn't exist like in the recent past, well, you and I remember getting bored, right? Finding yes, stuff to do, I do that doesn't exist anymore. And I'm... <laughs> I literally have conversations as you put the thing away long enough yeah. to find other things to do. And people are yeah. like, wow, that's, I forgot about that. I yeah, they that do. Thing. Actually, you know, the muscle spasm thing is really crazy to me because like, I know like if I'm doing work and I'm on a screen a long time, 
like my eyesight feels way worse after that. Like I have trouble seeing. And what I do is I like to do is I go outside and I start shooting hoops, got basketball hoop outside. And within an hour of me just being outside in the sunshine, all of a sudden my eyes, my eyes feel 10 times better, like 10 times better. Is this kind of like what you're talking about in some sense with that? Exactly what I'm talking about. It's a muscle spasm. If you had a fun experiment, if you did that, right? Like you spent a bunch yeah. of time in front of a computer, can't see, immediately yeah. go to an optometrist and you're going to get a glasses prescription. Right. Yeah. You right. Will. Right. You know, it's funny you're saying this because like, I think there was maybe like three or four months ago, I, mean, I felt like, oh, I'm in my 40s. My eyes are just going, they're shot, you know? And I was talking to my wife about it and she was like, like, just go outside more often. Like just, and I, this is why I was telling you this. And all of a sudden my eyes feel like back to hell. They know I've never had glasses like ever, but I felt like it was maybe going downhill, but all of a sudden I feel back to normal. And I'm like, wait a minute. All I did was just go outside more often and yeah. not be on my screen so much. And that's why this doesn't make any money. <laughs> right? That's all there's to it. And plus people don't want to hear it. Right. Like for one, it's easy and nobody wants to hear because the addiction thing is a real thing that people don't realize. Yeah. Stuff is extremely addictive. Agreed. They don't understand that addiction is like it's a real serious hard to escape. You're lying to yourself thing. Yeah. Right. But you and you're in your 40s, like your eyesight's not going downhill. You're going to be yeah. your eyesight's going to be fine till you die. In wow. 80 more years. That's like, incredible. Yeah. In your, in your 40s, the lens hardens a bit. Okay. So people get where they need reading glasses, right? It's called presbyopia, but you're yeah. not going to get that either. It's the same thing, or it's not the same thing at all, but yeah. the same idea of good natural ambient daylight, mm. don't read in bed for 10 hours at a time, Yeah, get breaks, get outside, your eyes are going to be fine. So you think that like this, the whole screen addiction, the increase in our digital, our lifestyles is decreasing our vision essentially and which is also funneling eyeglass wear potentially is that kind of the chain oh it's horrible now like it's it, stuff that i never heard about even mm -hmm. 10 years ago five years ago like a trickle now it's daily almost daily where parents go oh my kid is my three-year-old my two-year-old my five-year-old took him to the optometrist need glasses my question is always do they have ipads and they do Right. Like yeah. when they're little, I see babies in strollers holding on to phone screens. Isn't that watching crazy? Cartoon. That's crazy. Muscle spasm. Mm. Right? The thing you were talking about, like, but then they don't get outside to play hoops. Yeah. Like they're sitting inside. Then maybe they'll play with some toys and then they're back on the screen and then they squint and then the parents take them to the optometrist and you would not hear about five-year-olds getting glasses before all the screen stuff. Yeah. So beyond just kind of getting outside, what is there, is there other things that you prescribe or say, hey, these are some simple techniques that you can do to not have to get glasses, improve your eyesight? If you're not wearing glasses yet, then get eye checkups for sure, right? Go to the opt ophthalmologist, get checkups. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying don't do sure. just regular health checkups. Um, but the main thing is, what you said, like if you don't need glasses yet and you notice after screen use, you don't see well, you need outside time. And you you figured this out on your own. Yeah. That, that muscle spasm eventually goes away. It does. And, it definitely does. Yeah. And some people have a harder time figuring out when that is, how that is. You can print an eye chart. You can hang it up at home 
and you can compare literally just like an optometrist would now you can read the 2020 line after four hours of netflix you can't <laughs> you know of course right and you wake up in the morning and now you can see it again there you go right like that is just the muscle working well if you already wear glasses and you can see your screen fine without them always take them off hmm. that hyperopic the focus the the glasses focusing light behind the retina happens the most when you use glasses meant for distance while you're looking at something up close, right? So if you were to always take off those glasses when you use the computer screen, you would never need stronger ones. Right? Hmm. That's, a, that's a big one. And if your glasses are already too strong, like you need them even for your computer, then the first step, and that's a big one, is get like a diopter less, like one, 1.25 diopters less, just for computer glasses wear those for a month just for computer use. Yeah. And if you wear your distance glasses for close up, you're going to get an immediate headache and just mm. feel nauseous because you'll then realize how much they're too strong for computer. Mm. Wow. It's it's almost too simple. That's you know, you know what I mean? That's why I think people, you know, it's kind of this too good to be true complex that I think well, people have a hard time with. It's that's one thing. And then also there's a couple of things. One, the screen addiction thing is a real issue. Two, the lenses work as a quick fix pretty well. Like you don't have pain, you're not overweight, people don't hate you. You just right. pop in some contact lenses. Mm -hmm. So you're like, okay, I have a screen problem. I'm gonna ignore that. I'm gonna pop in these contacts. Done. Yeah. So the solution is simple, but I don't know if it's too good to be true, just because you would have to take some action to yeah. go investigate your own lifestyle mm. and then once you dive into it you are going to spend a month or two learning right it's like yeah. like the conversation level we're having is you want to get strong go to the gym lift weights like yeah. that's the level like if sure. you're actually going to go to the gym you're going to still learn a bunch of stuff right this right. is the same way like if you're really getting into it there's a bunch of details yeah um, but yeah basically it's just like if you've never heard of the gym and somebody's telling you you can get stronger, you're going to be like, no way. Really? <laughs> right, exactly. Now, what about other cases? There are other, are there other types of eye issues that people say, hey, you know, listen, Jake, I, this sounds great, but I have a real issue with my eyes, some sort of macular degeneration or whatever. I mean, I'm not really well equipped and all that, but maybe something outside of what you're talking about that could be ser more serious potentially. Sure. Um, then I said, look at this face and I'm not a doctor, <laughs> right? Right. Like go see a doctor. Uh, yeah. I do doctor. get those questions a lot. Right. And people are looking for an alternative because the myopia thing is kind of the way we talk about it. I'm a little jaded, right? Cause I've told this story for the last 10 years. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, Hey, but, but for a lot of people, it's like, wow, that's one, that's crazy Two, This must be some internet unicorn farm. Yeah. Right. Three, they go to Google Scholar and they go, wow, that is actually kind of true. And then they do show up and ask me all these other questions. And I'm always saying the same thing. Like modern medicine has a lot of good points. They let you down on myopia, but macular degeneration. If I had it, I would go see an ophthalmologist and I would listen to them on their advice. Mm. Probably. That's, yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. What, what's the, you know, maybe this doesn't, maybe this is, not right but like about like wearing sunglasses is that something you talk to people about like the strength of sunglasses and 
um, UV rays and things, or is that just completely off of this whole thing? You know, with that, with eye care. A, it seems like eye care. You know. Yeah, well, people ask me about that. My take, and that's why I'm like, I know a ton about myopia, and then yeah. from there, it gets less and less. Mm. My my take on sunglasses is if you're squinting, otherwise wear sunglasses yeah uh, like you don't want to be outside like this right, right. Um, i think we don't get enough uv i think there there are some interesting studies saying you know there's deficiencies that develop because yeah. of it um if you're behind glass uv is blocked so if you're in a car if you're in your office even though there's daylight you're getting no uv hmm. we might be underexposed possibly yeah um but I'm not one to say never wear sunglasses, right? Like if, yeah. if you're squinting, I put them on. Otherwise, I yeah. skip them. Interesting. It's funny. Eyes are so important to people. You know, I don't think anybody would be like, wow, so this is my eyes. I see with these things. But it feel like the information about some, like, I had never heard of this until I was contacted. <laughs> like, literally. Never. Now, I've never been a glass wearer. So it's not like I never really thought about it. But so many people I know wear glasses. I guarantee when they hear this, they will not have ever heard of this ever. Yeah, I know. And that's yeah. incredible because it seems yeah. so simple. It is. And, and dude, we've had, I've had podcast conversations where, where we barely, the only reason we got into the conversation is because it was recommended from a friend. Yeah. Right? And before we actually record the, the, the host goes, you know, I don't even know. People care about this. Stuff. Like we never, you know, we talk about diet, we talk about food, sure. we talk about this. Like, no, who cares? I'm like, yeah, yep, yep, yep. But it affects your posture, right? Like, if you're into sports, if you're wearing glasses, like I used to love playing water polo. Yeah, right? like it's like basketball, but in the water. Sure, kind of. But my vision got worse, so the ball turned from being a yellow ball into being a yellow fuzzy thing, and mm. the fuzzy thing got bigger and bigger. Right. Cause you can't see clearly. So it's just, and you can only catch and throw with one hand. Yeah. So I was just kind of aiming for the middle of the yellow fuzz. Right. To catch this ball that, and then I got scared of flying balls flying in my direction. Right. Because then you wear glasses, you have no peripheral vision. Right. So when somebody's throwing and you're not right, like it's not in this frame, you're not seeing it. <laughs> no. And then bam, it hits you in the head, yeah. then you lose your glasses. And then it's just not fun. So you develop a fear. So I went from playing and having fun to being literally kind of afraid of that stuff. And it hmm. sounds lame. But that happens. And then yeah. you start feeling like you're clumsy, right? Because you're, for example, you wear glasses, you can't, you don't have peripheral vision. So you can't walk with your head straight. You yeah. got to look at the ground, right? So now you're walking around everywhere, like looking at the ground. Yeah. When you talk to people, you need to look through the center of them. So unconsciously, your head movements are different from a person who yeah. doesn't wear glasses. Interesting. Right? Like you seem a little bit more like robotic and a little bit less yeah. relaxed. Yeah. So you develop, people interact with you differently because you seem a, just a tiny bit weird. Yeah. Right? So all of these things change. You you see kids with glasses, they're usually quieter, they're more introverted, they read mm. more. It's not necessarily because that's who they are, but the glasses make them, like I said, afraid of balls, their social interactions yeah. are weird. So that makes sense. I'm not thinking about when I was a kid and I saw kids who had glasses, like they totally had that profile, you know, kind of, you know, I had like, that profile. and you know, it's kind of the old term, kind of the book nerd. 
term, the glasses, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, oh, is interesting. The explanation of that makes a lot more sense, actually. It's and it I was just, that kid. You know? Yeah. Dude, and I, I paraglide. I, I lived in Nepal for a while paragliding and I kite surf. I'm usually in Vietnam yeah. all winter, every winter kite surfing. And I would have never done that. And I, I was that book nerd. And yeah. if you told me I would do this stuff, I would say, no way, never going to mm. happen. But when you don't need glasses, you have a different relationship with your body and That's your true. motor control and all that stuff. You think also, though, that people maybe like glasses because maybe the stylish act aspect of that, because there's some level of fashion with glasses now, especially too. Yeah, just don't put uh, lenses in it. <laughs> See, it's too simple, Jake. It's like, just take, don't put lenses in it. <laughs> I know. The whole thing is stupid because nobody hears of it, even though clinical science has been talking about this forever. Yeah. And then people also not that interested and it doesn't make money. So even though it's yeah. a super important topic, it will affect your life a lot because I went from glasses to no glasses and it makes a big difference, but it's a weirdly underrated topic. Just yeah. like you said, nobody's heard of it. I don't think anybody's heard of it. And, and let's say, is there an average time span from somebody? Let's say somebody has been wearing glasses their entire life. All right. They're like, you never seen them without glasses. How long would it take them or just an average person to get to know glasses from constantly wearing glasses, you know, going from the one level to the weaker glasses and so yeah. forth. So the smallest increment of lens diopters is a quarter. Okay. 0.25 diopters. You can reduce that quarter diopter every three to four months. Okay. If you're doing everything right on yeah. average, that's, I mean, I've dealt with tens of thousands of people over the years and from all the data I have super consistent, if you're doing everything right, a quarter adopter every three to four months. Mm -hmm. So the year that's about adopter. Um, and it, since you never want glasses, you're like, yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. But for people <laughs> who do wear them, they can check. Like I was at minus five, right? Okay. So technically that's a five year journey. But the thing is, it's autopilot. It's not like you have to go to the gym and work out. There's no yeah. exercises. There's no, right. there's just, you have better habits. And every few months you get weaker glasses. Um, and then the weaker your glasses are also, if you see you're lucky, you don't wear those things <laughs> yeah. for people who wear glasses. If you take them off and you just put them like a little bit further in front of your eyes, you immediately see they make everything smaller Yeah, and they, everything's kind of distorted. And the stronger your glasses are, the stronger that effect is. So you actually see a different world if you don't wear glasses or the lower your glasses get. Yeah. The lower your glasses get, the less that image is like compressed, okay. which is basically what lenses do. So yeah. even though I say it might take you five years, number one, you don't have to do a lot of work. And number two, the whole time you're improving, you're continually getting a better view of the world, basically. Right. Now, is, maybe is there a kickback because you're getting new glasses so often that there's maybe a financial issue there for people? Well, I got all the wholesale price sheets for lenses for every manufacturer, and they're all five bucks, two bucks, three bucks. Oh. So you buy them online. You go to Zenny and you okay. pay $20, right? Like the hundreds go. of dollars days are... Those things are prescription. They were never prescription because they're clear curved piece of plastic. Yeah. Like you're not going to die putting on the wrong glasses. You're going to put them on and be like, ah, that doesn't work. Yeah. Millions of dollars are spent in lobbying to make them prescriptions. So they could charge hundreds of dollars for them. 
right? Because like reading glasses aren't prescription, so you can buy those for 10 bucks. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same stuff. It's the Hmm. same stuff. So they aren't expensive. And if you just buy them online, so you're paying 20 bucks, it's still not nothing. Right. But it's much cheaper. Yeah, it's (laughs) a lot cheaper. Wow. So just doing, it's funny, there's not a lot of work involved. It's just updating your glasses, doing the right thing, getting outside, doing the techniques and just staying the course with kind of downgrading the level of glasses uh, that you're having. The the main thing is you got to have a reason to do it. Mm. Like you listen to this podcast and you're like, wow, I never heard of that. This is going to be a great tidbit to throw around in the office. But like, if I like I do a podcast, but it's not really a podcast. It's just improvement stories from people. Right. And I had the last couple where the dudes just happened to be surfers. But like one guy was, uh, he works on an ER, but he also surfs. And whenever I hear that, I'm like, that dude is getting rid of his glasses in no time <laughs> because he's, he's got an incentive. He right? does. Like, be going out surfing in contact lenses, you are taking a chance because those things fall out in a wave. And I hope you see well enough, right? Uh, you probably yeah. will to get back to shore yeah. but now like that's a guy with an incentive and if he wears slightly weaker glasses now he's got to figure out see the waves he's got to make an effort to see those waves every three to four months weaker contact lenses yeah he's getting rid of those things easy but if you tell that to a dude who 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 you know is working on getting his phd and also loves playing video games and the rest of the time is on you know tinder and facebook and instagram yeah. he's gonna have a hard time right because he's got a screen problem yeah screen problem wow this is amazing honestly you never know what you're gonna get when you talk to people and this i had no clue was coming i can tell you that honestly which is a great pleasant surprise you know i'm not an eye i've never had an issue really you know having glasses but so many people in my family do my wife wears glasses i can't wait till she listens to this and we have a discussion about it and see what happens. You know? It is so okay. So if your wife wears glasses, I'll throw this in. Um, myopia. So the the doctors on the so called prescriptions are yeah. confusing to people, right? Like minus two. What does that mean? Who knows yeah. what that means? But it's actually a distance to blur, right? So a hundred divided by the centimeter distance mm-hmm. when things get blurry equals diopters. Right. You don't care, right? Because you don't wear glasses, but right. it'll make sense to your wife in a moment. Yeah. You get a measuring tape, any kind of measuring tape. If, for example, she has a minus two, she, she can put that measuring tape to 50 centimeters, put a book at that distance, and that's exactly how far she can see the text clearly. Right. She puts at 60, it's blurry. She puts at 40, it's totally clear. The weird diopter number where everybody's like, I don't know what that means. It's just... 100 divided by the distance equals diopters. So measuring at home is super easy. You don't need an optometrist to figure out how strong the glasses need to be. Hmm. You just need a measuring tape and the distance, right? Now, if she wears glasses, the way you get into this is measure in the morning, right? Like sit next to a window, Mm -hmm. natural daylight is, is the best with a book printed page, also the best, see how far she can see it before the tiniest bit of blur happens. Yeah. Write it down. Then compare it after you guys watch a bunch of Netflix. That's yeah. going to be a different number, right? Crazy. Eyesight varies. 
if you have insulin spikes, if you eat food that causes an insulin spike, that number might be lower. Do a bunch of those measurements. And then it gets kind of, then it's kind of a game, right? Because she'll be like, I got to 45 and I got to 60. And then you can figure out your own glasses because that number, right? It's just doctors. You can order them online. And all of a sudden it's like, it's super empowering because you can just do it by yourself. And it's also turns into a, huh, my best number 60. I can buy glasses based on that. And then what do I see with those? And as soon as you get into that part, it's a thing that you're just going to do. Yeah. Right. Like people really get into it from once you measure and you figure out how easy it is to actually do this on your own. Yeah. It's, you almost can't escape just getting rid of those things because you realize this is not this big mystery that I need to go to the doctor for. It actually just makes me think of like, also like how many things in life are like myopia? You know, and this, you know, like, okay, so you unlock a secret to something that is actually not a secret is out there, but you're like, wait a minute, how can it be like this? How many other myopias are there out there that where it's like, well, the answer is there. We're just not looking really. It's just what's curious. I feel like the longer I've lived, the more myopias there are. And this is just one level of that, you know? There is, there for sure are, and I didn't know either because I'm kind of mainstream. Like I yeah. don't really get into alternative stuff. I don't sure. do fringe things. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I've been forced to do podcasts, I get on podcasts where I'm hearing other stuff yeah. like heart disease. And I'm not going to go beyond sure. that, but just CAC scan, you can scan your heart. They can 3D scan your heart yep. for, are you getting heart? I never knew about that stuff. Right? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's I crazy. went to the hospital and I had it done on my like, Wow, nuts. Yeah, nuts. so I think there's a lot of that stuff that is not really what we're told it is necessarily. Yeah. yeah, how far are you willing to look? You know, what mountains are you willing to climb? You know, and and really get deep, which I think is interesting because we're in a culture sometimes, I think globally, where we just kind of look at headlines. You know, we don't mm-hmm. look deeper than the surface level. And I think if you look at that an iceberg, you know, the largest portions is under the water. And you just see the tip, you know? Yeah. And that's life a lot, I, you know? I'm also careful though, because that's, there's a real fine line, right? Between this is mainstream and cool. And then yeah. a lot of crazy talk. That's true. Right? Because, too. Yeah. because I've looked for thyroid issues and I looked for answers online and some people are into some crazy that's true. shit. That's true. That is like Very not true. a brilliant idea. <laughs> When you go on Google Scholar and you're like, really, should I take massive doses of this substance? And yeah. you look at the science and you're like, wow, that's not a good idea. No. So I'm, that's why I always mention Google Scholar because I'm yeah. like my, for me, this topic is a red flag yeah. because I don't do the conspiracy thing. I don't do that. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. right. Like, no. yeah. So I use Google it, Scholar too, by the way, quite a bit. Yeah. So I know when you were saying that, I was like, oh yeah, I, I totally use that because it's like such a direct pipeline to information, yeah. you know? So well, this is awesome. Jake, seriously, this was really eye-opening. <laughs> Ooh, it was eye-opening. <laughs> so thank you so much for your time and for spreading this really important information. And uh, man, this is going to be powerful. I really think so, for sure. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Dorian. I hey, really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. And uh, it's uh, no longer 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> your time. <laughs> 
And maybe it's closer to your normal wake up time. I don't know, but we're, you're getting there maybe. <laughs> I'm going straight for coffee after this. Okay, you go straight for coffee and I'm going straight to the evening time here. <laughs> so awesome. some sleep. Thank you so much, Jake. And uh, I look forward to staying in touch. Awesome. Thanks, Terry. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the Rate and Review section. Thanks, everyone.